okay, so we're here again at the Crown and Command podcast, and today I've got a very special guest over from Poland. It's uh, Peter. How are you, Peter? I'm fine, thanks. How are you, Josh? Mate, I'm really well. I've had a really busy day, but I'm glad to be sitting back into my um, my studio, just sitting back and painting and that kind of thing, and talking to you, mate. So, how about your day? Um, so uh, here in Poland, it's uh, like two uh, p.m. So uh not not long day after me so i'm just starting um, to be honest i'm oh, more yeah, like <laughs> n- yeah like old type nice, of mate. person wonderful that's good i'm glad that sounds like we had a really nice sunny day here actually it was like 15 degrees 15 16 degrees here which is really unusual so we're having a really nice warm uh winter so how, mm-hmm. how, how cold is it over there in Poland, mate, at the moment? Yeah, we also have like 15 degrees, but minus. Minus 15? Bloody yeah. Hell. Okay, well, just remind <laughs> me not to come over there in the, in the winter then. I don't think I'll survive, actually. I think I'll just be frozen in carbonate like uh, solo, I think, if I went over there. If there is not a lot of wind, it's not so bad. But um, winter is uh, like very um, beautiful time so when you are looking at the, and the uh, white trees and everything that's really cool yeah that's true like we, we go up to the we go up to like a nasu which is like a, a place up in the mountains up here like an hour away uh, from where we live and we go up there just to go to see all the snow and and it is it's very picturesque and it's very beautiful and it's very romantic you know especially around christmas time it does bring that sort of very special feeling that you are in this kind of magical place and that kind of thing, because we don't get much snow or very, very little snow where we are. So, yeah, I, I, I would imagine if I, I did visit Poland in the winter, it would be something out of a, you know, Disney movie, something like Frozen or something like that, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Each and every year, uh, less snow here, so mm. you you must uh, hurry up to, <laughs> to, okay. to experience that. Yeah, I remember when I was a little kid, the, the snow was... Uh, lying like for a couple of months and now we have like two three weeks and that's that's all okay well there you go so a bit of uh, global warming effect or no. something maybe i don't know looks like that yeah maybe yeah so okay that's interesting well hopefully we'll get over there at some point because i've talked to yourself and many other people about getting over there to go to the old hammer event in poland which is um usually once a year um but we'll get to talk about that a bit later on in the show. But first of all, how about you introduce yourself to the people and um, just talk about you know, um, you know how you got into the hobby and that kind of thing, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, starting with, um, with my history of wargaming. So I start. I think really early. Uh, I was a little kid. It was like ninety four, ninety five. I was like. Uh, Five or six, and I was—I uh, remember that I was uh, together with my mom. We were going to the local market to buy some some food, and there was uh, this store when where the grey-bearded man worked, and he he had this shop with models, and that was magic magical experience for me. All the painted models in the glass cabinet, and I also remember the. The big dragon hanging down from the ceiling, attached uh, to the strings, and that was very impressive for the little little boy. Mm. 
I when I saw the models for the first time, I know that that was my uh, lifelong love and hobby. And uh, every occasion, my family, my uh, grandparents or my parents was buying me like one model at the time for couple of uh, couple of pounds painted from the glass cabinet in the store. And I over time, I collected like um, dozen of them, I think couple of skeletons to horsemen, skeleton horsemen. It, uh, it was the time of the fourth edition Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Mm, so that was my first experience. After that, when uh, the original uh, Pokemon card game, Pokemon card game came, uh, I sold all my models in, in, in the store and exchanged that, them from, for Pokemon card. Mm. Uh, and I had had a couple of years without without Warhammer in my life. Uh, in the meantime, I forgot I, I also played some uh, Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay first edition with my friends. I didn't have the book myself, but my friend had, and I tried to remember as much as I can, and then I, from my memory, play with my brother and my other friends. Mm. So uh, then I had like long pause, and after that, it was like when I came to the when I was uh, going to the school. It was like uh, 2003, I think. I met a couple of friends who were collecting Warhammer, and they had proper armies, and they were they know how to play the battle, and. Uh, I was impressed uh, because they had a lot of models and uh, they know all the rules. So I, uh, once I was, uh, I take, I took part in the battle, and that was my second uh, second encounter when I was uh, older. And then uh, I start playing sixth edition. It, that was sixth edition, and from this time I was playing for like ten years, I think through all the editions, 6th, 7th, and 8th. And even that after that, I tried 9th edition, the fun, fun build game. But that wasn't what I was looking into in the Warhammer. So then I stopped. And I also sold all my models. I had like three armies. By the, 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 that time, I had orcs and goblins, a lot of metal models, all metal dwarf army from 6th edition and also uh, Vampire Counts. And I sold all of that. I was thinking, now I'm going to study. I'm, a, I'm an adult, and it's not time to, to play mo with models. Mm, time passed, and after I get married, I found out that the old love is still in me. And I started collecting my models once again for the third time starting from zero. And this time I started collecting old metal 5th edition Wood Elves, which was one of the armies I remember from the past my friend had. And then I started collecting metal orcs and goblins, my first army. And this time I was looking in the internet for some photos to find uh, find uh, 
some inspiration and I, uh, I realized that uh, it was like 2014. There, there wasn't a really good uh, database of the photos of the minis from that time. I think uh, Soul Legends was there, but there were, there were all only catalog, uh, catalog models, not painted. And I was looking for some, some painting inspiration. So this, that was uh, when I started my Hero Hammer blog. I started uh, taking pictures of my models and posting them online. And from that, I was uh, only collecting models, uh, not playing any game, just painting, collecting, and uh, po occasionally posting on my blog. And after a couple of years, when I uh, promoted my blog, I post, uh, post the picture of my army in one of the uh, Facebook groups. The, uh, the guys from my local Hero Hammer community uh, found my photo and they start communicating with me and then they invited me on like local event and they were all cool guys and since that for the last three years I'm really deep into Warhammer I think deeper than than any time before oh, then that's basically my story okay Peter that's great man that's excellent so you found you had a rekindling basically of your earlier passions for miniatures and wargaming and you sort of got back into it after you got married. Um, I think many of us are like that, I guess. We're sort of get, getting older and, you know, th thinking about of backward to those fond memories of what made us happy and our hobbies and that kind of thing. So that's great that you could reconnect with people locally that you can actually play games with and that kind of thing. Were, they, were these the guys from the um the old hammer poland event yeah yeah the yeah this uh, uh those are these guys uh yeah from from the first game i i tried to uh, for for from the first game we had uh, i think we we got on really well and now we are a pack of friends and we are occasionally like couple times a year we had some big game and a couple of smaller smaller games okay cool nice yeah yep i saw some uh some not many pictures but there's a few there's a few little things on facebook with the the old hammer poland event that um, looks very interesting i think most of us would like love to go there at some point just to play in the narrative campaign for fifth edition were you involved with that uh last year uh, so uh, I started uh, I started my uh, journey with uh, Old Hammer Poland uh, event three years ago uh, when they invited me for the first time. I traveled to another city in Poland uh, and then uh, there I played my Orcs and Goblins collection. Uh, and after that year uh, year late, when we were uh, going back from the event. I talked with with, the, with that group, and we decided to took part in the um, tale of X gamers in our in our uh, group. It was X, not four gamers, like in classic White Wolf. We we started that uh, that kind of uh, challenge, and I decided to complete uh, two thousand points Chaos Dwarfs Army for the next year event. 
And then I started, I was worried that I won't be able to collect that models in one year and paint them because they are li like hard to, hard to get those this time. Uh, I, once I had, once I had the, the 4th edition Chaos Dwarfs big heads, I had the army, but after some time I sold them all and I was really, I was really missing the models. So I start from the beginning. I collect uh, all the army. Now I, I own all the models from the catalog. So I have the complete collection of those big heads and I started painting and uh, it was looking very bad because like one month before the event, I had like one hero and like one machine or two machines painted. And time was uh, was going fast, and like ten days before the event, I start. I decided that it's never too late to start, and I I think I had I had to uh, go on vacation from my work to finish that army, and I was painting all day and half of the night each day, and I like in ten days I managed to finish my army, and I was there with my chaos dwarfs. Mm, and the last year, th this year, the, the COVID the year, I wasn't participating in the campaign. Mm, I decided this is the way to go. And I only met uh, at, the, at the evening with, with a couple of the friends and we played some hero quest. And, but I wasn't playing in the, in the huge campaign. Okay, cool. Yeah, because uh, last year was COVID, of course, and I think yeah. attendance would have been pretty low, pretty low key, uh, especially for like um, international travelers, travelers and that kind of thing. But there was a fairly decent turnout, though. Um, I think Marcel was running the Hero Quest game that you played in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no, uh, no sorry. Um, if I said Hero Quest, I was playing Warhammer Quest. Hero Quest ah. was during the 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 day. And after the event, we we met uh, in the smaller group and played some uh, Warhammer quest. Oh, okay, cool. Yep, nice. Very good. Okay. Uh, so you have got. You said you mentioned you had every single miniature from the the Chaos Dwarf collection in the catalog. Is that right? That's right, and also for the orcs and goblins now. Wow. Okay, that's that's pretty. Um... That's pretty respectable. So uh, <laughs> that would have cost you a fairly, fairly hefty price, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. The nowadays models are really a lot, a lot, uh, a lot, a lot more expensive than like five and ten years ago. And for those people who were thinking about, like for myself, thinking about getting a Chaos Dwarf army, how would you, how would you go about it? Like, what kind of tips or tricks would you have for people trying to acquire those models now? My standard uh, tactic is to buy as much as, as I can when I need them from every direction, every place in the world. Uh, I was buying from the United States and from the UK mainly, uh, gathering all the models I need and then selling uh, all, all the remaining ones to, to, to be able to complete as many different poses and as many different units as I need. Mm. Most of my models I bought from the UK because, uh, unfortunately, in case of big hats, there is huge risk of buying uh, recasts. Uh, so you have to be mindful what you are buying. So my uh, my receipt was to buy from the UK and buying whole armies painted 
painted armies with the bases that looks like they were painted in the 90s by a kid. That was my main indicator. When I was seeing that kind of army, I was buying it. And then trying, uh, start, then when I collect like 10,000 points of Chaos Wars, I start to sorting out. I just left one kind of uh, one uh, unit of each and then sold uh, everything I didn't need. Cool. Okay, that's that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, that's especially finding you know job lots where they have, like you say, like you know obviously someone's actually painted it in the nineties, so you've got very rarely little chance of getting it recast models and that kind of thing. People ripping you off. So yeah, that's a yep. good tip anyway. Yeah, nice one. Did you get those mostly through the Facebook trade groups? Mm, no, no. Most I I mostly I'm uh, buying on eBay. Mm. Mm, and n now it's more difficult because after Uni United Kingdom mm, uh, leave the EU by Brexit, now the there are difficulties with uh, buying models and shipping from UK. So I think my tactic won't be working now, unfortunately. Good times are over. Bugger. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Oh, well. Yeah. Well, we had, we had the good times when it lasted, but uh, now we're back to reality. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe Brexit will impact a lot of people's sales or um, maybe people brought, bought up a lot of stuff before Brexit went through, perhaps. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I think maybe postage will be probably affected a lot, wouldn't it? Like postage and um, yeah. maybe the exchange rate or whatever. So, yeah. Uh the, now we are experiencing some problems with the post. So, like, um, even even products from GW mm. are uh, lying in Germany for months. Oh my God! Don't tell me that. I just I just bought two 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 packets of stuff from Epic for two guys in the UK this week. So please don't tell me that. That sounds like a horror story. I think I'm gonna. Hope, hopefully they'll get here. I don't know. I'm 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 sort of crossing I, my fingers. I heard I heard that uh, they they are not enough uh, workers to to uh, to work on all the um, docu documentation mm -hmm. when when the products are are crossing the uh, crossing the borders yep. and uh, there are huge vacancies and this is the reason of of this delay. Mm. Okay, well, hopefully, fingers crossed, people's parcels if they did order something. We'll get to them safely, and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Well, that might that might sort of deter me from buying things from the UK in future, but I've, that's okay. I've got a lot of stuff anyway that uh, I can work <laughs> on anyway. I'm sure most people have got a lot of stuff on their lead pile to get through. Yeah, so that's probably a good excuse not to go and buy stuff from the UK now. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, my lead pile is yeah. I I think I have no need of buying new models for the rest of my life. Okay, well, you say that. I'll, I'll, I'll put you to the test, though. I'll, I'll, oh, check, no. your, I'll, che I'll check your blog to see if you, got, you bought anything new in the, <laughs> no. over time. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can tell you that that's a lie, of course. That's yeah. a lie. I don't need the models, that's true. But I will buy them, of course. Of course. I know, mate. We're all the same. I think I can say that. I think most people can say, oh, yeah, I've got enough now. I can do that. You know, I can, I've got enough to paint for the next. If my wife walked in here and I actually, I actually disclosed everything that I actually had, and I opened up all the drawers and all the models, I 
uh, took everything out and I said, look, you know, this is how much I paid for it and this is how much stuff I got, she would say something like, well, if you don't paint these um, before buying something else, you'll probably divorce me on the spot. I reckon that's what she would do. <laughs> I reckon that I'll be in the same boat. If she if she did that with like handbags or shoes or things like that, you know, I can, I can put on the other foot and say, yeah, okay, I'd probably feel the same way. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, but I can see one difference. Uh, so our models are like, I can look at them like investment because the models, uh, the price is going up year by year. And I think if you would like to sell them like in 10 years, you would have more money that you invest in them. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I sort of did it for my son. Like, you know, if my son wanted to play with me in playing games uh, in the future, that'd be great. That'd be a massive bonus. And then, and then at some point in the future, if he really wanted to sell off the entire collection, he would have like a little nest egg of money that he could use that for whatever he wanted to, basically. Um, yeah. Also, also a little bit uh, making fun and a little bit serious. I talked to my wife and I, I tried to uh, to teach her the the value of the models. So in case I had some random mm -hmm. random uh, <laughs> incident, mm -hmm. she she will she'll have the ability to sell the sell the models well without the without uh -huh. the loss. Because okay, it's yeah. we are talking about serious money. Yeah, mate, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Now that's a good idea. I'll have to educate my wife, but I'm, so, I'm a bit worried that she'll she'll think, "What the hell? How how the hell did you buy all this stuff? Like, you know, how much this cost and that kind of thing?" So she'll be shocked. Yeah, she has no idea. You you, ha you have to present it well. <laughs> yeah, present it in a way like you know that um, uh, sort of keep, keeping it sort of fairly secret in terms of pricing and that kind of stuff, but. I think I think I did pretty well though. Like in my collection, I've done I've done pretty well with what I've got. My dwarf army is probably the most expensive thing that York and Goblin army mm. I've never I've never sold, and it's just sort of uh, it's just the original stuff I've I've had since fifth edition, and mm. um, just with a few additional add-ons that I bought uh, over time. But yeah, I mean you know, um, people people like driving fast cars or spending money on ridiculous stuff. Uh, you know, like computers, like you buy a new, new. Mm -hmm. you know, if, you, if you're really into computer gaming, you buy a high spec computer, you, you're going to pay like what three thousand dollars for it, and then yeah. it's just going to basically wear away and de and deteriorate, and and you're going to have to throw it out and buy a new one. So, I think you know, if I if my entire collection cost about two grand, I think I did pretty well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose if, relative to what what you what you're comparing it to, I think it's not too bad. Um, yeah, sure. That's honest. also my point of view. I think that rel uh, re relative to other hobbies, our mm. hobby is not even uh, the the most expensive. No, like you know, like the um, uh, the remote control cars and all that kind of thing, mm -hmm. the um, helicopters and all that kind of stuff. They cost like thousands of thousand dollars. Model railways and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a lot more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, and also after you rebought them, they are all. Uh, by the time they are uh, getting uh, less and less uh, in um, worth in money, and then you you have no no real chance to selling them and not losing a lot of money. Like in the, we are talking about uh, like remote uh, cars on real cars or computers, mm. everything is uh, is uh, losing the value 
very very fast yep that's right mate yeah especially like computer games i don't, I don't really buy computer games anymore but they're, they're really so expensive now so i just don't see the value in them anymore um mm -hmm. so yeah i suppose it just depends what you what you really value i guess at the end of the day um you know if if that if that one goblin figure that was you know probably released in 1985 and you know it's sort of your dream model and you pay 20 bucks for it on ebay then i suppose it's it sort of holds a lot more worth than a lot of other things um yeah that yeah. will lose value i guess over time so yeah but that's mm -hmm. cool that's but, true mm -hmm. yeah i kind of discovered you through your your um, blog it's called hirahama yeah uh, would you like to talk to us about that yeah um, no um, there is not not uh, long story about the blog so i just started to to posting some fix i i can't find online by myself so i think uh, i thought that if i do that there is probably more of people like me who are wanting to to look at the old models painted maybe a little bit more modern modern in style but also in in that in that team so mm. I started uh, by by painting orcs and goblins uh, and uh, putting them on my blog. Mm. And the, the funny thing is, after some years, I when I was uh, doing some deals online on the Facebook, uh, I met a couple of people who didn't know me by person, but they know my blog and they 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 wrote me some some nice comments that. Uh, there was a time they they were weren't able to find any painted uh, painted models online, and my blog was one of the first uh, first places they they find what they were looking for. So that's that made me happy. Yeah. Nice, mate. That's good. You got some really beautifully painted models on there. I just checked there this evening before we had we got together, and you've got some really magnificent looking night goblin figures there painted up, just not based up mm -hmm. yet. Yeah, uh, and some cow dwarves. That's like the, the 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 miniatures you painted in twenty twenty. So yeah, um, yeah. We'll have to we'll have to put a link in the show notes for people to go and check out your site if they're not familiar with it, and uh, to check out your amazing work there, mate. Thanks, thanks. Uh, yeah, the chaos dwarves presented on my blog were the the original army I painted for the uh, old hammer weekend, uh, two thousand nineteen. And uh, the recent uh, Night Goblins Army is my uh, 2020 project, uh, uh, lockdown project, I can call it. Mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, Scarsnick's uh, 2000 points army. It's uh, mainly, uh, mainly a team is, of course, Night Goblins, but also I had some Wolf Riders. Uh, I, I read the, the fluff of Scarsnick and his history. And there was this uh, Wolf Rider tribe he uh, conquered at the start of his career, and then with uh, support of the those of those Wolf Riders, he he beated his uh, family tribe of Crooked Moon's Night Goblins. And my army will represent the the um, the army of Crooked Moons with the support of Wolf Riders. Uh, I had when I was uh, creating a list for the army, I had in mind to have as many different units as I can. This is all. This is uh, my all-time all team. I like to have uh, many different units. No, 
and uh, in case of night goblins i had to field more than one unit to to use all the the scouts so i had a unit with bows and second unit with uh, spears and the third one will be with uh, two-handed weapons to match the the original uh, weapons on the models also had uh, like couple of uh, squeak hoppers uh, squeak hunters team and uh, and uh, also building this army i was focusing on having as much goblins as i can fit into the army so i have to had to limit the amount of magic items so in my 2000 points army i had like three magic items in total only mm. nice i fun. think that will yeah. i think that will be a very weak army uh, game wise but uh, now playing as an adult, uh, winning the, the game is not my main focus now. Uh, honestly, I lose like 80 or 90% of all my games. Over, ti over time, I, I came to, 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 to the, this type of playing that I, even I, prefer, I prefer to have a fun game that I lose than to have like competitive game when I when I win and my opponent is not happy. So mm. I try to to be always on the on the on the on the this side of the stick. Yep, that's good, mate. I think we're doing the same now. We're sort of playing more narrative based games. Um, you know, it's more about the fun and and encompassing everybody into this kind of story or world that we're sort of recreating and. That's the most important thing that we all have a, have a good time, have a good laugh. I mean, it can, mm -hmm. yeah. It. Uh, I've been in sort of playing competitive, more competitive games before and before I got back into Warhammer, and I just found it just wasn't very enjoyable after. I just found I just wasn't laughing. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't yeah. fun. <laughs> it just exactly was like this same, real yeah. stress, real stressful, yeah, stressful mm -hmm. kind of experience. So it's like, no, I can't do this anymore. So. Um, yeah. yeah, that sort of got back into Warhammer again. So. Yeah, same here. So when I was like, uh, when as a, when I was a teenager, uh, I had like very competitive play style, and uh, I like those game when you are you are thinking about every move to to optimize. Mm. And we were playing with a couple of friends, and uh, the, uh, so. Yeah, I think that when we are like younger, the testosterone and the competitiveness is mm. like cor correlated, and over time, I I I like more laugh and more more like fun over yeah. the than competitiveness. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so that's good, mate. That's great. So I'm glad you found all these people. I'm really surprised how many people there are in in Poland that play Old Hammer. Uh, yeah, it's quite amazing that um, all these guys are getting together, and you've got like an old hammer event. So I hope that sort of picks up across in different countries across uh, Europe that and around the world that we have um, sort of little you know uh, central places in countries where they have some kind of yearly event, maybe a hero hammer slash kind of modern game kind of convention, or so they they sort of partner up with uh, a more you know regular yearly um, sort of wargaming convention where they can have their own little space to have or host uh, something that's sort of dedicated to the old games and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that sounds really good, man. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's very very op uh, good opportunity to to meet new people because uh, all all those guys were playing uh, the or Warhammer years ago, and that that's re really cool that we can now gather like with the old old players and all share the the game the game and the 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 stuff we love. Yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah, so that's good, mate. I see all the photos you post up there with uh, yourself and uh, is it um, Typhus? The mm -hmm. Titus, all right, mate. Titus or Typhus? Titus, yeah, yeah, Titus. Titus mm -hmm. and um, and uh, Marcel, of course. I talked to him about the Old Hammer event there. So it sounds like a really close knit community, and looks like you guys are playing again too because you guys shared some pictures up on the Facebook group not so long ago. So. You guys mm -hmm. are sort of meeting up again at the local club to play some games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even in in the in this pandemic time, uh, I managed to to had couple of games. Uh, some sometimes we met in the local club, uh, and uh, other times we are meeting in the house of one of the our friends. Uh, Almost uh, each and every of us has like this uh, full full size table and terrain and gaming mat, so we can arrange the game wherever we we are we we want. Mm, I'm also at the moment I'm working on my new project of I call it Ultimate Battlefield because it's the, the battlefield from my child dreams. Mm, it consists of of course, uh, Citadel Gaming Mat, the grass mm -hmm. from the 90s. And also I, I, I working on some old school trees, like those from old Wild Wars. I had bought, bought uh, the, a bunch of them, like I think couple couple dozens of trees. Uh, and I, I'm working on, on, on the battlefield that will on the photos looks like like the background uh, background battlefield you can find in wide wars so that's my ongoing project mm, and uh, also i forgot what i want to say about that but hmm. it'll come back mate don't worry that's good yeah sure Excellent. Yeah, I'm working on some terrain too. I really want to enhance my table to make it more and more authentic. That's the main game uh, for me now. I think that gives that gives me a lot of pleasure too, just to see the the table um, and the miniatures all set up. That mm. it, it looks like something out of a white dwarf. Um, yeah, that's also that, my goal. Yeah. So, uh, did you buy the K and M trees from the UK? <laughs> no, but I I found local uh, local ones that um, I think match very good the original ones. The, oh, cool. the construction of the trees the same. Mm, I think uh, those will be the good uh, good uh, match for the rest mm. of the models and stuff. Okay, and you you're building some terrain like houses and that kind of stuff for it as well. Uh, originally, I was thinking about uh, like old school building of all the houses from the balsa and and the cardboard but i talked with my friend who who is an architect and he decided he will uh, he will help me with that and he created uh, the 
the project the um, the project for MDF, MDF laser cut uh, versions of those buildings with all the oh. textures uh, and the textures were printed on the um, self of the, on the self adhesive paper and the terrains were cut in the in the MDF and after after assembly they are looking like like old school but but uh, faster in production houses ah, right okay is this Rafa is it who's doing this is it Rafa uh, no no no, no? Uh, he, okay. he's not no, he he is not part of, of the community. Oh, right. uh, he's he's just uh, like my old time friend. He's not active. Like sure, no. okay. Because um, Rafa showed me some pictures of of uh, buildings that he had made, which are very very similar in that kind of style, like the old um, buildings from the fourth ed and fifth ed box sets, but in MDF, and they're all mm -hmm. painted, and they've got maybe some kind of um, some kind of adhesive covering or something from from memory anyway yeah but it's very very similar very similar idea mm -hmm. so, yeah cool. looks like Excellent. that nice all right very mm -hmm. good and also the thing i i, I forgot a couple of minutes ago is that uh, you mentioned a couple of times about our picks of our battles and that's unfortunate because also uh, all the time when we are starting to play every every time when we are starting to a new game we are planning to to take a lot of photos to post them and to share with people and after after deployment and the game game starts we, we every each and every time we forgot to 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 photo to take to take the photos and we had nothing almost nothing like deployment or on the, or like the start of the first turn and that's it damn okay that's a shame yeah yeah but, uh, it happens yeah. man yeah it happens yeah, the game is so involving and we are having a lot of fun and a lot of good emotions and sometimes uh, sometimes stress when when their challenge is going so we, we totally can't remember about the photos. Nah, that's cool mate, that's alright. No problem, we we, uh, we enjoy seeing the, the photos when you do upload them onto the Hero Hammer group and mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's good because I know that you know Typhus' armies look really, really nice. Uh, yeah, Titus is he's a pro. Sorry. Yeah, he's a really good, really good painter, and yeah, he's got a really nice collection of Empire and Skaven and that kind of thing. So, uh, what's what's your favorite army, by the way? Mm, so, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not sure what I uh, what I can answer, uh, what I answer what answer I can give you because mm, because my my. True love is orcs and the goblins. That was my first big army that I, the first models I choose for myself. Myself, so orcs and goblins, but also uh, chaos dwarfs. Yeah, mm, I playing playing chaos dwarfs gives me the most fun. I think. Hmm. Okay. Cool. So so now I I I can't and can't choose which which child is my best child. Sure. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have a particular favorite model in those ranges? Mm. Mm. That's also a very difficult question. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I love yeah. it. I, I love uh, like the whole. Yeah. That's I think cool. I, I yeah. like my first model. I can answer that this way. My first model uh, that I painted for the army was uh, 
Gorfunk Rodgood, and uh, he's the orc hero, special character. I, I like him very much. I like all the Chaos Dwarfs characters also. They are very thematic. Uh, they have the biggest hats in the army <laughs> and the longest birds. So. Hello, I lo I honestly I, I like the, the character models. Cool. Yeah, I think you did a really nice job on the characters you did for the Chaos Dwarves, especially because all their back banners and that kind of thing look really, really mm -hmm. cool. We'll definitely have to get your uh, models in the fanzine, the Hero Hammer fanzine at some stage in the future, mate, for sure. Do yeah, little... just uh, just reach to me, and I will. If you if you had some vision, which models uh, you you want to see there. I will just uh, do some better photos for you. So, cool, that'd be great. I think people will love to see that. Um, yeah, speaking of the fanzine, it will be coming out very soon. So I hope you guys in Poland will enjoy that. Um, it's going to be crammed full of content, and uh, we hope to have you know an issue out every two to three months. So hopefully that hopefully that will sort of rejuvenate some interest in the communities out there that want to get back into playing some of these old games. So hopefully your community will grow in Poland uh, because of it. I can't wait. I think that's very, very good initiative. Like you're doing very good job for the community. Yeah, but it's, it's all down to my friend Angel in Spain. He's the, he's the mastermind behind all this, the, uh, the Hero Hammer fanzine. So he's doing all the hard work in putting everything together graphically and mm. that kind of the layout and that kind of stuff. So, but looking at it, looking at all the stuff that's been finished so far, looks really, really, um, well, it, it, you know, if you put that against a, a white dwarf in the nineties, you probably wouldn't tell the difference. You probably, you, you'd convince somebody that that was from a white dwarf back then. That's how good it looks. So yeah, I think, I think you guys would be pretty impressed. Um, so mm. we, we would love to cover more stuff from Poland in the in the fanzine in the future especially for like your um your old hammer day like the narrative campaign and that kind of thing so we'll have to we'll have to talk to you guys about that in that you know we need to get some a lot of photos taken and people to write about the the campaign what happened during the narrative campaign what was the objectives of the players the armies maybe do some photographs and that kind of thing of people's armies on the day I reckon that'd be really awesome for people to see and have, you know, it's going to be, you know, the way that we can keep in touch with what's happening over there because we can't physically be there for, for a lot of us. So I think the fanzine will be a great way to act as a kind of mediator between uh, groups around the world. Sure. Um, Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, mate, like it's pretty it. unique. It's very unique that you ha you guys have an old Hammer event there. I mean, the only only other one that I know of is the, is the Bring Out Your Lead in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, uh, they're the only two I know about. Oh no, there's one. Mm -hmm. There's one. There's another one in Scandinavia, I believe, the Scandinavia Old Hammer event or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. I, I yeah, that's uh, really uh, fortunate for us that we had this event and all 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 the uh, thanks to Titus who is mm -hmm. organizing that year by year. Mm, I don't know why Warhammer is so popular in Poland now, the old hammer. Mm. Honestly, I, I don't have any explanation. It, 
the Warhammer was very uh, even more expensive than for the rest of the countries here because we had like this history with with like uh, war state and uh, the the time Warhammer were on our market it was very expensive like not not for every kid like I mentioned in the and like uh, some time ago uh, my first collection consisted of like of like a dozen of models and that, that was uh, at the time i was thinking that that was mo the most precious thing i owned mm. yeah mate okay cool all right well uh you've got no problems in buying those models now you've got quite a quite a large collection that you probably you know that's all you're ever going to need uh yeah so that's awesome times have changed yeah. Definitely, yep, definitely for all of us, I think, mate. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So, now, talking about the Oldhammer event, have you got anything planned? Is anything being planned at all for this year? Yeah, for this year, I'm working on my new army project, uh, Wood Elves Army. Uh, I already created the roster. I already gathered all the models I need, and now it's time for the painting. Cool, okay, excellent. Now these wood elves are they going to be like fifth edition era or are they fourth edition like, sort yeah, of era or like fourth uh, four five editions so fourth edition archers those classic metal archers mm -hmm. that was replaced by the plastic clones mm -hmm. over the time uh, like all all metal army that's that's my that's my uh, that's my team I like mm, and also I build uh, them around my my classic building styles so one unit of each type of troops cool. um, i will have my general riding the uh, warhawk and also uh, the the mage the the um, the master mage riding the warhawk uh, one three man one unit of cavalry one unit of war dancers scouts way watchers and archers like the armies you can see in the white dwarf nice okay excellent well, we look forward to seeing that then. That'd be great. So it looks like it's going to go, go ahead probably around about the same time as as last year. Mm-hmm. The Oldhammer event. Was it in October, wasn't it, last year? Yeah, probably October, yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. Nice one. All right. Well, um, we'll have to give some more extra coverage of that getting closer to the date this year so people can make plans or as soon as they know exactly the dates when it's going to be on um, people may have been already vaccinated or whatever at that point mm -hmm. so they might be able to make it over there and, and check it out um, so yeah. I've got a feeling after after this whole COVID thing's going to be over people are just going to go crazy with uh, with their hobby and, and start traveling everywhere and and meet up with people and uh, play lots of games and that kind of stuff so that's that's my that's my vision of anyway when when COVID's finally over sounds like very realistic prediction i think so i think more people are connecting now than they ever have done before mm -hmm. and realizing hey you know you live just down the road from you or just 20 minutes away or an hour away you know and um, i think people are going to make things happen once yeah and also everyone is very hungry hungry for meeting people for having game yep that's it mate yep uh for sure so uh yeah i'm, I'm doing a lot of remote gaming now and that's the only mm -hmm. way I get. I sort of get around doing doing that without actually having to physically be with somebody. But um, 
as the state in Japan is is not so bad. It's sort of, you know, I let you know uh, Justin come up here once a month to play a game, and um, and this month later this month we're gonna have like a four four player game. Yeah. Um, for the first time in oh I don't know how long. It's a very long time. Uh, some of the yeah one of the guys I haven't seen for like maybe a year. I haven't seen him for a year actually. So it'd be great to get get together and have a, a massive game of Warhammer. Uh, later this month would be awesome so yeah really looking forward to that but yeah I, I can tell that some people are really really hurting over it because it's been such a long time and they're just sort of really discouraged now thinking they may never ever get to play again yeah yeah when you are waiting so long for a game it tastes even better than absolutely mate I, I know exactly what you mean Mm. Now, any any other games that you play apart from Warhammer Fantasy Battle? Mm, yeah. So during this uh, all lockdown thing, uh, mm -hmm. I started uh, playing RPG games with my friends online. Mm. Uh, we discovered that there are good programs, uh, online apps for that. Mm. Uh, you can just uh, create your free account on like Roll Twenty. This is one one of those portals. Mm -hmm. And you can uh, have the video conference with uh, all the dice simulation in the background. You had you can import all your uh, character cards and have a nice uh, nice game uh, experience is comparable to to real life game. And everyone had more time sitting in their home alone. So we are we are having regular RPG sessions of Warhammer. That's one thing. Also, I'm uh, I'm into Warhammer 40k, but I'm playing uh, current editions. Not so much those days, but I was playing in eighth edition. Mm, had large collection of Chaos Space Marines, mainly Iron Warriors. Mm -hmm. mm, I also I also had a great time playing Kill Team one of the newest uh, GW games. It's based on uh, small small uh, combats between like dozen and dozen models mm -hmm. on each side. And it's more like tactical game, skirmish tactical game. Uh, a lot of uh, you, you had to you had to use uh, terrain on your advantage and it it looks it's a fast fast game and very tactical so if i had uh, if i had a, if i have a need to play some tactical competitive game i choose kill team the game lasts like 30 minutes if you are uh, if you, you if you know the game you can finish the game in 30 minutes so in one meeting you can have three games and it's well balanced uh, comparing to other GW games and the the mechanics is simple and you can teach your friend even if he don't play wargaming you can teach him in, in like one hour how to play a fun game and he can start using his logic and tactic in this game because the, uh, in comparison to other other GW games uh, depends the tactics depends mainly on knowing all the rules all or the items spells and using them on your advantage this game more uh, this game is more uh, more 
about like knowing the universal tactic. So one guy fighting two guys, so the the two guys like almost always win, and this kind of stuff. Mm. Okay, I've never experienced kill team, but um, I know it's been fairly popular here in Japan. A lot of guys play mm -hmm. it here. So okay, cool. I might have to try it out. Uh, yeah, good. That's a good game. Yeah, really. Yeah, I think I think it's that uh, that one. The Underworlds game. I didn't. I don't mind. I've got that one here. I, I don't mind playing that every now and again. With uh, with usually the school kids when I go to work, I usually play that. Bust that out and play it with the kids at work or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm, actually, I'm actually going to introduce that game to a couple of um, adult students this week. Uh, this week too, actually, because. Uh, they don't mind playing some some games, and you know I think Underworlds is a quite fun, fast and furious game. It's sort of it's over in like in thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. um, I tried doing Talisman, like second edition Talisman and and Hero Quest, but they just take too long, unfortunately. But I I, mm. I I adore the old games, but yeah, I think that one's not too bad actually. The Underworlds not too bad at all. Yeah, I think uh, Kill Team is like uh, the science fiction version of. Not, not like literally, but uh, like um, the the type of game, yeah, the type sure. of gameplay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the niche, and also one of the biggest advantages of both uh, Underworlds and Kill Team is that those games requires only like one box of models, so you can buy like for for uh, twenty pounds, you can buy one box of models, create your own customized kill team with with uh, it's. Um, you can compare it uh, um, to Mordheim. So you have your leader who had some skills. Being a leader, you had like heavy guy with a heavy weapon. You had like sniper and couple of specialists who are working, who are the working horses of your warband. And also you had like some henchmen who are like no names who who die a lot, and they are doing the the boots on the ground work. And the good thing about that is you can you can use your old models as well. So you can use your old rogue trader fi figures if you really wanted to, and just make yeah. them as a kill team. Um, and I was thinking, yeah, of course, if I was going to do that, I'd probably use my old orcs uh, from from rogue trader. Uh, to play it, I think if I if I ever mm -hmm. get a chance to play it, but yeah, magnificent models, oh, love are. them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they're perfect for that game. Yeah, also uh, the 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 good thing about that is uh, old metal models are hard to get and uh, hard to customize because of of the the they are like one part with the weapon molded into the body, mm. so you can switch the weapon easily, like in nowadays plastics. But when you are only in need of like 10 models and each one had different stuff in this game, you, you, can, easily, you can easily use metal model mm. without any customization to, to fit the rules. Cool. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try it out. The only, the only problem I have nowadays, and I don't know if it's just me, but I just find that I've, I find it very, very hard to get into modern games now. Um, mm -hmm. Especially since I started doing going back and and um, through this whole nostalgia project that new games mm -hmm. just don't have that sort of shiny feel um, magnetism to them anymore. Um, you know, it's just they don't they don't, have, they don't have that same pull or the same uh, attraction to me anymore. Whereas yeah. before mm -hmm. I was always like looking out for new stuff and I was like really interested and keen to see what 
all these companies were making like a Corvus Belly, for example, and that kind of thing. But now it's sort of like, no, I'm just not really interested. This just leaves me cold now. I'm sort of really, really into the, the old stuff. Got um, it. I think it's a nostalgia thing. So yeah, every everyone, I think, have a lot of it. So we are stuck with the old games. That's our way. Plus, it's a lot bloody cheaper too. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to worry about buying anything anymore. It's great. Yeah, any new yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, um, that, that's uh, yeah because when you're playing GW like war game with uh, huge armies, every year or two or three you had to 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 change to rebuild your army to fit the new rules to new the new codex. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a lot of work and a lot of painting and buying new models. When you are playing like the old school game, the rules never change. So that's that's a bit big thing for me. Yeah, thank God I'm not, not not stuck in that trap anymore. I mean, it's such a great feeling not to be in that position um, that we used to be in. You know, when we when we were sort of getting into in, into Gangs Workshop and we're sort of going through the whole recycling process of uh, during that time it was like you know, okay, we're playing Epic Space Marine for so many t so many months, and then we just drop that, and then someone's playing, you know, uh, 40k Second Edition, so we got really into that as well, and we do that for so many months, and it just goes through this big cycle. Until until you get to the point where you're just so worn out and just so drained by it, you think, I just don't think I can keep up with it anymore and <laughs> just give up after a while. I think that's what happened to us in the end. Yeah, that's a huge relief not not to had to 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 keep the tempo of of the GW production of the new stuff. Yeah, that's right. And now now it's more like, okay, well, back in the day, you know, I, I was collecting this army, but I never got this this particular army finished never saw it realized the way I wanted it to. I never got to, to make the terrain I really wanted to, to do because we're all sort of, you know, going through these cycles. So now it's kind of like, well, now I'm sort of playing catch up and now I'm thinking, well, it's now possible. I can, I've got the skills to do it. I've got the, maybe more time to do it. I've got the, um, uh, the models now to do it. So it's been really wonderful going back and sort of completing the dreams you had before, like yourself, you know, with your with your armies um yeah so maybe that's the attraction for us old guys now you know going back <laughs> so yeah re reliving so. the that's, dreams yeah yeah that's a big part of that for sure yeah all right peter well i think we're at almost at the hour mark so mate i'm mm -hmm. gonna i'm gonna say thank you very much for joining me it's been a pleasure to finally make contact with you and to say hello to hear your voice and uh i'm sure everybody enjoyed listening to your um, your origin story and how you got into to hear hammer and we look forward to following you on the on your blog so um, for people who don't know um, uh, Peter does have a hammer blog it's is it just www.herohammer.blogspot or is yep. that totally wrong with the dash, yeah. with the dash. <laughs> with the dash. okay good between hero and hammer Great. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put a link in the show notes for people to go and uh, access that. I did put it up in our Crane of Command uh, group as well um, for people to go and check it out. But Peter, take take care, mate. Keep safe. Have plenty of games with the boys over there, and please send us the photographs, and we'll get in contact with you about the fanzine. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having me. Mate, my pleasure. Take care, eh? Keep going. Okay, you too, mate. Take care. See you. See you.